Where? Open your mouth and say, Where's the lamb sauce? Pizza with all your favorite. Welcome to Set Meals, a chat show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. I'm Taylor Fawcett. And aside from our mutual love for Kentucky Fried Chicken, as well as our fairly severe delivery habit, we don't know that much about food, but we do know that we enjoy it. So, episode one. If this were a meal, it'd be a starter? No. In fact, it would be the olives with, with the six toothpicks wedged amongst the pile. Why did they give you so many toothpicks? No. Or the, or the peri-peri hummus at Nando's with the peri-peri drizzle. Yeah, it's the best bit. The peri-peri volcano. Amuse-bouche aside, welcome to Set Meals. A semi-regular... Yeah, let's stress that. Semi-regular. Meaning when our schedules align. We're going to try and do an episode every week. We're caveating it because it means that if we don't do one every week, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, it's tempering expectations. So who are we to talk to you about food? We're not Dave Chang. No, we've not got a six-part Netflix documentary. But we probably could help you make one. Yeah. I'm an editor, film and video editor. I edit documentary stuff and music videos and things they used to call commercials, but everything's online now. I spend most of my time sitting in a dark studio, slicing up footage and turning it portrait for your Instagram stories. I'm a photographer, editor, content creator for want of a less stigmatised term. I do a bit of everything, basically, but most of my creative endeavours revolve around food in some way, shape, or form. And this podcast really isn't much different. Nope. So what are two guys in their mid-twenties... You're 29. What are two guys in their mid-twenties with absolutely zero pedigree in food doing, launching a podcast about food? Well, I guess it boils down to this. We are mates, but that friendship is rooted in conversations, IRL and otherwise. Mainly otherwise, to be honest. almost always, in one way, shape or form, come back to food. About what we're eating, where we're eating it, how it's making us feel, mostly how shit it made us feel, because it's normally really terrible, like fast food. Think of this podcast, Set Meals, less as a food podcast per se, but more of a chat show led by the insatiable hunger of its hosts. So that's the intro done. Yeah, I think so. Should we get into it? Okay, so here's how the show is going to work. We've nailed the intro. Killed it. And following the intro, we're going to split the show as a news section and a review section. Pretty self-explanatory. The news section is a roundup of stuff we've seen over the past week or so, stuff that's caught our eye on our timelines. But mainly, this section is us talking about what we've been up to and how much burger-induced self-loathing we've been subjected to in the last week. Yeah, we both travel quite a lot. We eat out quite a lot. We talk about eating out a lot. Uh, this first section is basically just a roundup of that yeah. week by week. And part two, the secondi, the restaurant section. We live in London, one of the world's most culinarily diverse cities. And frankly, aside from the abhorrent amount of money we spend out on rent every month, every single penny we earn gets spent on food. I'm really impressed with how you just said culinarily. Is that not the word? Yeah, just rolled off the tongue. I really struggled with that word. It was great. I'm going to cut that in, by the way. And then you're going to cut that in, so I'm going to cut that in. Yeah, and because of that, we guessed we were in a pretty good position to talk about our experiences, introduce you to some spots, and talk to some people in the industry that know a hell of a lot more about it than we do. News item one. So, there I am, 6pm, on a Wednesday afternoon, in a dark edit suite. I've got two people over my shoulder. And we're supposed to be delivering this project in the next like hour. And I've got my laptop open on the desk next to me. In my peripheral vision, I just start seeing these notifications pinging in. All from you, all voice notes. But there does seem to be some sort of urgency about the situation. Mm-hmm. It was. I went off and hid, basically hid in the bathroom, to listen to these voice notes from you. And was, it, was the urgency warranted? It certainly was, yeah. yeah. Damn right it was. Mate. Uh, check your messages. I've just sent you uh, a link I've just seen on Twitter. Um, KFC are opening their kitchens to customers so they can fry their own chicken. Uh, and I get a tour around, I say tour, a tour around the kitchen. You've sent me 
the confirmation. Yeah, I took I took the bull by the horns and. I went ahead and booked the damn thing. We were trying to work out things that were going to be first items in the show, whatever. And then a little notification popped up in my Twitter timeline that said, KFC opening their kitchens to over 300 stores across the UK. I think it, that's quite an important point that we knew we were doing the podcast mm-hmm. because I, I would like to caveat this mm-hmm. ahead of this entire conversation that what we did is not a regular thing to do. No. We, would do, <laughs> we did it for the podcast. But I think there was about 60% we would have done it anyway. Maybe our local KFC. Mm-hmm. All the London ones are fucking sold out. Absolute nightmare. But we wouldn't have driven an hour and a half to go no, and do it. Yeah, that is true. Nevertheless. Especially because we had to be there at 9am. 9am in a KFC. We jumped in the car, drove down together to a, what can only be described as a soulless industrial estate Yeah. in... We taped microphones up our chests. Uh, we were sat in a car park in the middle of nowhere, basically, like we were going on some sort of sting mission. It was like the worst episode of Luther you could imagine. So budget. I think we're the only people here. I think we're definitely the only people here. Oh no, there are two other people there. <laughs> we knew we shouldn't really have been doing it. It's just a and- weird thing. And I think I think it's worth saying that we we're not going to reveal any information about the branch yeah, or the people, yeah. because a it's not really fair on them, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to get in trouble. Yeah, and let's make this abundantly clear: this was a sort of ironic thing to do, yeah. but we weren't taking the piss out of anybody. We were generally, in, I was genuinely interested, and and I'd argue that actually we were so enthusiastic by the time we got in there. That they were a bit perplexed as to why they were almost taking the piss out of us. I tried so hard to stand very close to the lady who was like guiding us through the day because I knew I had a microphone on that um, she was, must have been like, What the fuck's this guy do? He's keen, very keen. <laughs> Doors open. Uh, lady opened the door, very smiley, very warm, oh, yeah, welcoming. We had nice like obviously like a waiver which said no recording, no photography. Didn't say anything about uh, audio recording, Ooh, no. so we uh, loopholed that. We all sat around. By this point, there was like what ten people. So we get shown through like the video, the the corporate spiely video. Which, by the way, yeah. the efficiency at which they got the video from the till system onto the menu boards mm-hmm. with sound. Do you know when you? get shown anything anywhere and they don't quite know which source to select on the remote and then oh, the speakers don't dude, work ev- and then every every pitch I've ever been to at any agency yeah. that is the you spend the first 25 minutes trying to trying work to out work. What, which AV you're on which SCART cable is in the right fucking hole and then you end up playing the thing but you're playing the sound out of your laptop and everyone's kind of crowded around yeah. anyway not not at this branch of KFC not KFC one button on the till there it is on the menu board straight boards. up we stand up and we get start the tour. We are, the other we, side. We, are we are behind the counter. We were as close as physically possible we to may the front be, of that tour. We may as well have been leading the damn tour. We were that right close to the front. It wouldn't surprise me if other people thought they sort of paid us to go and like be enthusiastic about it. I have another question. Yeah, yeah I have a question about corn chicken. I just want to ask one more question. Can yeah. I ask a cheeky question? On, so you've got a question, don't you? We had to wash our hands twice before we even looked at any gear. Rigorous hand-washing process in KFC. Firstly, we get shown the The, fridges. The chiller. Yeah, the big chill. For me, was the grossest part of the operation because seeing that much meat 
anyway, whether it's KFC or whether it's a nice restaurant in London, it's just a bit gross, isn't it? Seeing that much raw meat. No, you're making it out to sound gross and horrible. Yeah. It was like really, was very, really like, well clean and organized, clinical. clean, clinical, yeah. just raw chicken. I know, but even the... I word, know what you mean. I know, you know what, what you mean. Even the words raw chicken sounds <laughs> rank. And chicken delivered fresh from farm to restaurant within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So like, it's super fresh. Mm-hmm. And then it really starts kicking off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's try it. That's good. There's a big station on the right-hand side in between two big fridges. You know, like in nice hotels when you get, like, double sink. Hmm. You get his and her sink. <laughs> I didn't right? think of it like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. It's like, big double sink. You're both getting ready to go down for dinner. But what you're doing in the sink... You're breading. ...is breading chicken. <laughs> The right-hand side has the 11 herbs and spice mix. Original recipe. Original recipe. Yeah. With, did they say one part mix, one part flour? Yes. So does this flour have the secret blend in? It does. Obviously, the only thing you go in there wanting to know, really, is what that mix is, right? Mm-hmm. And not for one second did I actually think she was going to tell me, of but you got a chance not. your arm, haven't you? Uh-huh, absolutely. So she, she disappears and pulls out this, like, silver, unbranded, really nondescript, like, Bang. This is how it comes. We don't know what the secret recipe is. <laughs> it is a silver bag. And it says KFC special seasoning. Yeah. So we've got no idea what those 11 herbs and spices are. It's all very secret. Delivered like that to the restaurant mm-hmm. from the distribution, KFC from Inc. headquarters. Yeah. Corp. So according to her, and I genuinely believed her, there are still only like a few people that actually know yeah. what's in that mix. And it goes to all the restaurants bagged. And in the other vat, trough, hole thing, there's the spicy mix. The zinger. The zinger mix. And we got shown around the breading station by a very lovely gentleman who was so enthusiastic. He fucking loved it. He loved it. he was it. so good at it. <laughs> he was really good at it. And, like, obviously, again, we knew we wanted to have a go because content. Mm-hmm. Breading chicken. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's not hard. It was hard. It was genuinely difficult. Mm. Like, he did it and made it look so easy and then went on to tell, tell us that he could do, like, four trays in a minute or something. Five minutes for uh, four trays. You can't rush greatness. Oh, for four trays? <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it takes each of us. I mean... Oh, dude, it was, embar- it was, a, good, it was a bit embarrassing. A, a good, like, four or five minutes to do, like, ten pieces. Yeah, I was, I was trying to... So I stepped up first and, you know, you pour the bag of chicken out into this bucket thing and you give it a little wash and then... Tip it in to the to the the mix, and bread it and mix it round and stuff. And he was showing you a little technique on how you like pat it down and make it serious, whatever. And so specific, very like specific. you have to pat it down six times, seventh yeah. time in the middle. That it was very like methodical. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was. Now seven times you have to press. You start okay. from here, uh-huh. and last one will be in the center. If every single branch does that, then it's always going to get the same result, right? Accurate. Four, yeah. Consistency oh. yeah. Four, is completely key. Five, and I was trying three, to do this. <laughs> But because I'd had my lav mic attached to my phone in my front pocket and I had a shirt on that wasn't particularly long. So I didn't want to like raise my arm that much when I was doing anything. So I was so cautious of like keeping my my sort of arms right up against my body. So I only really had like a little bit of motion elbow down of my arm. So I must have looked a bit weird when I was trying like leaning into the yeah. leaning into the trough. Because- Let's face it, mm-hmm. as as embarrassing as you might think it is that we went and did this, mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more embarrassing if halfway through the process, a microphone 
falls from underneath <laughs> your t-shirt onto the floor. I mean, think of the silence. Think of how long that pause would be when it just goes. I mean, there were so many plasters on my chest sticking that thing on. Uh, they make you do this weird thing with a wing where you tuck the wing tip under the yeah you like lock it right thigh. yeah you kind of lock it in so that when you cook it it doesn't like pop out or whatever which worth noting both of us tried to make jokes about slow motion tapping our wrists together yeah. and the flower going everywhere and not a single person was having it no it was niche bad. this is the slow motion bit of the video how do i do that tap your wrist these fryers that like dunk into the oil mm. but they're like stacks right so you can put four of these trays of chicken in and pressure fryers oh man the real business like they you stack the trays in and then it gets lowered down into the oil and then the lever goes down once and then he sort of clicks it so satisfying oh and you just think that's hot in there yeah hey if there's one thing that's doing in there it's frying it's frying it's bloody frying in there that frying process takes 15 minutes. Mm. I was, yeah, we kind of both like glanced at each other at that stage to be like, I did not think it was going to take that long. 15 minutes in the fryer, and mm. then they put it in a high temperature oven for another five minutes just yeah. to make sure it's all cooked and crisped off and I think nice. They, I think they said that to make sure that like, the bones or near the bone was cooked. Yeah. I was just expecting there to be some part of the process that they were like a bit shady about. Or it was, mm. It's quite a simple so, operation, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah, it's not as complicated as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not really any shadiness to it. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I want to get a sauce gun. I really want to go with the sauce gun. And then we moved on to the bit that I honestly like completely forgot about, which was the, like the burger desk, burger assembly, the burger assembly bit. Again, we're at the front of the fucking queue, and we're eager. Yeah, because even though we've just volunteered on the on the breading station, mm. still no one's volunteering. And I'm sort of thinking, why are you here if you don't want to use that burger gun, the oh, sauce mate, gun? Oh, mate, that was honestly that jumped out of both of us. If you imagine like the polyfiller. Uh, sort of like the, what do you call those things like when you have the polyfiller guns I guess that's just like the metal yeah I don't know what the actual name for it is but it's when you're doing your bit of grouting yeah and you, you you're just, grouting your tiles with you put your ketchup. tube in and you, you give it the handle a little squeeze like a little gun like that uh, what I know what your favourite part was about that breading station was the fact that the toaster <laughs> think of uh, you go to a hotel Mm-hmm. And they have one of those sort of conveyor belt toasters where you pop the toaster in the top and it slowly conveyor belts through the thing and it drops out the back, right? Love those. That, things. but totally vertical. Mm-hmm. So you place the, each half of the bun. Like a giant traditional like household toaster in that respect. Yeah, like you put it in the top, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pop out at the top again. It goes down really slowly through the thing and it drops out the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I thought that the, a bun, when you split it in half, you have the top of the bun mm-hmm. and the bottom of the bun. Oh, no. The actual terms or at least at KFC you have the heel of the bun and the crown of the bun let me say something that is definitely because it's in KFC and not just the normal term according to Google McDonald's call it that as well ah. so if you're in the know interesting you, you refer to it as the heel and the crown I mean there's a big there's a long PDF here about uh, crown measurements heel measurements wow Heel colour. Who knew? Colour evenness, roundness, average colour, bun score. Is this, is this, is this McDonald's? The, this is um, Montrose Technologies Incorporated. Love Four it. inch so... bun quality measurement summary. I could get really into this. Well, you but have. have time. Um, yeah, so, they, so they, there's this massive toaster. Yeah, heel and crown. I got told off putting them the wrong way around. Same. Which is which is that what led me to realise that because he kept saying heel and crown and I didn't I just didn't know what words he was saying I didn't Stifling understand stifling you with his lingo yeah and then eventually it all clicked and it was a wonderful moment so you move the heel and crown over toasted to the tubs full of lettuce 
And actually, thinking of it, there was only really, what was in those things? Lettuce? Yeah, because they were like, oh, you can put whatever you want in. And I was like, well, there's lettuce. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else. So. Like, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not a burger guy in KFC at all. I'm a twister guy. Hmm. But now I think about it, there's not really anything in a fucking KFC burger. Because no. I was actually thinking like, it was a little bit underwhelming, the burger station, because of two things. Actually, one thing, there was nothing to put in them. There was, there was, <laughs> there was lettuce... There was and it was like different condiments. That was mm. honestly it. Eye level, they were like the the sort of like the the, the drawers mm. full of the different chicken, which I, which it, I think is quite good. The the distance from the lettuce tub to mm-hmm. the burger, the heel of the burger, can't have been more than twelve inches. No. So why? And I'm sure it's the same at McDonald's, mm-hmm. same at KFC, same at Burger King. Why, when you open up your burger, mm-hmm. is there lettuce everywhere apart everywhere. from in the bun itself? Even when I when we got to do our own burgers, I found myself just chucking just it, chucking it around. I'm like, what what happens to you when, you when you handle lettuce? I couldn't believe it was so close. Yeah, because you know, I I assumed that the lettuce station was on one side. Yeah, and someone just shouts lettuce, and they just throw a load of lettuce, and Chuck some it. of it sometimes lands in the box. Yeah, chicken on top, crown on top, closed box. Pop that little zinger button, button, the little zinger tab on the box. Mm-hmm. Again, chuck it in the pass. And and one of my favorite things was that turning around and sliding it down the chute. Oh, buddy. Really good. I asked the lady, Why did KFC stop salting their chips? And she looked at me as if I just punched her in the face because she was like, Well, that was ages ago. I was like, Yeah, I know it was ages ago. But I don't get I was... to come here all the time, yeah. so I'm asking all my questions <laughs> now. Even though she opened the whole day with, this isn't just some sort of PR exercise. And mm-hmm. then it proceeded to be the most PR thing I'd ever taken part so in. PR. The actual PR around like KFC trying to be a little bit healthier and trying to be a bit more health conscious genuinely worked on Done me. Done all right. I mean, I mean, the other funny thing was, this is tangential, but when we opened with what's your favourite KFC item to the lady who was showing us around, she said... A rice box. A rice box. I've never had a rice box. No one's ever eaten a rice box. And I thought that is a complete joke. That's a terrible answer. Even if you, Even if that is the truth... Lie because that's not a very on brand KFC thing. The packaging of chips, actually quite hard in KFC. Oh, yeah, probably everywhere because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. The whole like the funnel tool thing that you put in the packet and then you have to like shake them and, and get the right amount in kind of tricky. Yeah, I struggle with it. I mean, let's be honest, I'm gonna say this if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, yeah, if you're this far in, yeah, you are probably the sort of person like us that since you were a child. And you've been in a McDonald's or a KFC or a Burger King or any fast food establishment mm-hmm. and they use A, that big salt gun shaker thing mm-hmm. to salt everything. And then B, they pop the little thing on the end of the salt or the chip cone mm-hmm. and they whoosh, slide them all in. You have looked at them and thought, fuck, that's cool. I yeah. want to do that. The salt one especially. The salt one is a bit like, in my head, a bit 90s now. A yeah. bit like outdated. Yeah, because they're of, not allowed to use that much know, salt he- anymore. Or whatever. Yeah. So like that is a bit like vintage almost. But that thought will have crossed your mind if you are still, yeah. you know, if you're if now you're 20 minutes deep into the KFC tour. One of us. And I tell you what, she, as, as did, as lovely as they were, as did the other two demonstration chefs, mm-hmm. had a slight smugness to her yeah. when we showed up all fucking bullshit and like, yeah, yeah. this is funny, yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it, and yeah. they just did it, nailed it. Yeah, made us look like twats. Made us twats look like that we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that happened because we deserved it. We did. It's hard, isn't it? No, no, no. Uh, so would you take? You always just put it on like that, without, or do you take it off? Depends. Like the different right. setup. Different. Te- that's not full enough, though, is it? That's not full enough. Um, so then we took our individually made burgers that we did prepare, and we were all very proud of the pieces that we had breaded ourselves. Yeah, which very are very well, enjoyable. Third, yeah. Although. I will caveat that by saying 
All was well and good until we sat down in the restaurant, empty restaurant, at 10.15 in the morning and dug into our KFC. Yeah. Absolute disgrace. It was horrible. It was, you went for full Coke. Yeah. At least I curbed the fizzy drink with the water. Yeah, I went full. I had gravy at 10.30 in the morning and I'm not proud of it. That was so heavy. Thank you to the good people at KFC, um, which we'll get no real mention because we'll bleep everything out. But no. just know, guys, that you made our day special. Genuinely did. Ah, Genuinely very, very, very impressed. Yeah, and I think, well, my impression of KFC went up off the back of it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping this podcast somehow gets us some sort of like black card situation with KFC for the positive review, but I don't even know if that's the thing. It'll either be a black card uh-huh. or we'll be blacklisted for basically breaking the law and recording them against their will. Yeah, one one of one of two ways. But we're nice about them, so hopefully hmm. we can be the good guys. News item number two. I went on a shoot this week in Sheffield. Uh, I stayed in the Sheffield Holiday Express. <laughs> Holiday Inn Express? Wow. Which actually, as holiday in those sorts of hotels go, travel lodge, things like that, it's actually pretty good. Like, I'm perfectly happy to stay in. Which one's the one with Lenny Henry on the advert? That's, That's Premier, Premier Inn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not that one. Okay. He wasn't there. We got back like fairly late and I was really hungry, so I needed to eat. And I was like, couldn't be bothered to walk anywhere because it's in a bit of a weird place. It's right in the middle of all the like ring mm-hmm. roads and stuff, mm-hmm. so you can't really walk. Doesn't sound like a place a budget hotel would well, be exactly. located. <laughs> I go down to the bar. And I speak to this very nice lady behind the bar and ask if they're still doing food. This is probably about 9.30. And in London, you wouldn't even bat an eyelid, but in more regional places... Yeah, they are freaking out. Places they are, do they start are, to close a bit earlier. They're clocking off. Which is fair enough, because like people have better shit to do, whereas in London, no one has better shit to do people than work. have better shit to do in Sheffield than they have in London. Yeah, they do. That's ridiculous. They do, like, relax and not fucking work all hours. Yeah, fair. Right. Looking at the menu, and we'd had, I can't remember what I'd had on the way up, but I travelled up that day and had a fairly... KFC? Probably. So, I ordered this salad. I, I basically wanted a salad because uh, I felt like I'd been eating shitty food. Mm-hmm. And I, in my heart of hearts, I knew that the salad I was going to get in the Holiday Inn Express was going to be out of a packet. If it had any sort of meat on it, it was going to be like horrible processed meat. Mm-hmm. But I thought if it's a salad with some egg on it and some chicken, like, if they've grilled the chicken... How you know? Mm-hmm. How bad am I going to feel afterwards? We're both looking at it on our phones. <laughs> I and just had to look at it on my phone to remember exactly what was in it. Terrible! It, oh my god, it looks so bad. So they bring this salad over quite quick. The service was good. She was really smiley and nice, and she she brought me a sauce thing, and she actually checked that all the sauces were full. Right, like she bought me one of you know those little sort of caddies, sauce caddy of sauce. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I was probably waiting about honestly like five minutes. Which rings alarm bells because you think, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, not... there's definitely a high and low with that sort of stuff, and you kind of five is is the low end of that where you're a bit you're more worried at five minutes than you would be at twenty five minutes. Yeah, especially when you're eating chicken, hundred percent. Because you're like, yeah, you've not you've not. Cabin is not even that hot, so how have you yeah, managed that? Yeah, so it was pretty abysmal. Fair. I don't know what I was expecting, mm, but yeah. it it was awful. But it did get me thinking about uh, what what reason really. Does any establishment have to serve shitty food? Like, I've paid like 14 quid or something for this salad. Have you really paid that much money for that salad? Yeah, it was expensive. Jesus Christ. Which, again, sort of goes against the whole holiday in thing, but like, it's fine. I don't object. I don't necessarily object to paying that for the salad. It's more like, how could it go so wrong 
I'm, okay, fine. I, I think it boils down to people just not giving, really giving a shit about their jobs, which is probably a bit harsh. And yeah, maybe. Probably very. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the person working in the Sheffield branch of, of the Holiday Inn is, is doesn't care about their job. But then I've seen the picture of the salad. So At the top end of the spectrum, when you have chefs that are trained for twenty years and they're making this amazing food, fine. But if you are a qualified chef, then surely there's no reason for you to serve a bad plate of food. There's no real excuse for shit food when you go to places like, especially hotels, man. But then I don't. Does it not come down to kitchen size and like kitchen size and ingredients staffing, and staffing, know. like cost and shit? And is there like one person working a night shift on like a fucking random Thursday night? Yeah, that's fine. You know? That's all well and good. But yeah. even if one person's working a night shift on a Thursday night, yeah, there's no customers. There's, so they should be there's no reason. One salad, right? Like that salad was literally. If I went to to shop around the corner now and bought a packet of Caesar salad, it is, it you know really that comes is. in. Like I half expected to be digging through the salad and to find the sachet of sauce, yeah. like that they just poured out of the bag. <laughs> There's no part of the chicken that is 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 that shape. That's the no. thing that freaks me out about it. And also, they've sliced it like you slice sort of like a Swiss roll. I didn't feel like a single part of it had been cooked fresh there and then. Fair. It probably hasn't. Which why. Point, and you know what? Should have known better. Yeah. Right, on to the restaurant section. So tell me about Smoking Goat. Right, Smoking Goat is a Thai restaurant on the corner of Redchurch Street and Shoreditch High Street. I forget. Um, I can't remember the first time I went to Smoking Goat, but I've been probing you to go, and you did go. Yep. But I've mainly been probing you to go for their chili fish sauce wings. Have they got the wings? I think about them all the time. Um, we went today for the purpose of the pod in in search of the aforementioned wings. They didn't have the wings. They didn't even have any neck oil. First of all, please, we get two neck oils. No! Tuesday afternoon, I sat at the bar. The restaurant was a quarter full. It, it, could, it could be... Confused with a pub, on first sort of on first sort of look. It's technically Thai, right? But what's the? It doesn't. It doesn't never feel Thai. No, no. Yeah. I think but there are not a lot of places. There are a lot of places in London that don't do that. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing about it at all feels. So yeah, we sat down, and uh, this is all a big ruse, basically, just to get you to try the chicken wings mm-hmm. because we we knew we were going to record the pilot episode of this podcast, and I just thought it was a good opportunity to go to smoke and go again, basically. And so, worth noting that you had been, I, you had been multiple times since the first visit. Yes, and I had been once. Yes. And that on all those occasions, no wings, no wings, because they were all fairly close together. Those occasions, and apparently the fryer was. Yes, I went to Smoking Go a, a, a couple a while ago now, a few months ago, and the gentleman behind the bar, who subsequently was the exact same gentleman behind the bar, and we sat in the exact same seat as I sat that time. Do what you know. He leant over the bar and said, "The fryer's on the blink," and I thought, then I thought, then that's bullshit. Okay. And today I thought, that's bullshit. Because a fucking fryer isn't down for that long. It isn't down for six months. I was disappointed. I was disappointed for you more than anything. And we, we kind of pulled him up on it as well, didn't we? Yeah. There's some sort of mailing list we can go on when the fryer starts working again. Because I, didn't, I, I couldn't look him in the eye and believe him. 
And he, he looked at us in the eye and said that it was the fries again. He had a bit of a look to him. He had a glint. He had a glint mm. in his eye that said, Maybe uh, check on the Twitter. We're telling people this fries. And I queried him and, and suggested that it may be because they're trying to build this kind of elusive secret item thing and get people to come in and ask for it. I wonder if you're doing sort of like an off-menu thing where you're, you're building the hype and you're just trying to make it this... Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's I mean, I've done that twice now and they haven't given, given them to us. So I don't know what they're trying to achieve and if that's even the truth. I kind of like it in a way. I kind of like the idea of a restaurant doing that. Yeah. But at the same time, I really want the wings again. So I don't, I don't know where I'm... I, I, I feel like we we ordered today quite well based on our first choice being completely out of reach. Mm-hmm. We ordered greens, uh, the mussels, uh, the Thai style lab, the lamb lab, some sticky rice, and the mass man. I think we ordered quite well. It sounds like a lot of food for two people, and I'll and I'll level with you. I thought it was a lot of food mm. for two people. However, when it came. And we ploughed through the muscles with the sticky rice. And I was feeling good. I was feeling like I had loads of room. I drank half my beer. We cracked through. You told me that you were a bit unsure of bone marrow, which I get. Yeah, not unsure to the point of not eating it. I just, it just looks just, quite threatening, right? I just never really feel that good about it. I'm going to scoop the bone marrow into the curry and then mix it in. Just be careful of mine. And the curry smells unreal. Good. Fucking smoking goats, yeah, great. I, it was really nice. Bill came to like 50 quid. We just do 50 to make it your life a lot easier. With beer, we ate loads of food, sat at the bar, super cash. There was a table full of city boys behind us and a few couples and tourists or whatever to the left of us. Service was good, apart from the lying man behind the bar. <laughs> I had a lovely old time. I had a lovely time. I, I, I back smoking goat to the hilt. I think it's great. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's what I liked about it is that it just feels very informal, but the food's really good for sure. It doesn't, the food doesn't suffer. Yeah, food's super informal. Food comes yeah. on like plastic plates, at, like very Thailand. It felt Thai in there, not because the music was Thai, but because it was the sort of music you'd hear in a Thai hostel. Hundred percent. That music is Colanta, six p.m. You're drinking your third beer. You're a bit sunburned. You're sort of sick of hostels and being travelling, but then you kind of look at the sunset and you're like, ah, she's fine. And that song comes on. And that song comes on. And then you're like, oh, okay. And you're shouting, I can... where are the wings? Yeah. <laughs> Set Meals, episode one. Done? Finished. <laughs>